And we all know that that is the slogan for our team, possessing the nations. Hey, where are we? Are we in church? Possessing the nations. Even number, sorry, actually. Possessing the nations, I am an agent of transformation. Possessing the nations, hallelujah. If you know how to sing the song, blessing. Great change since I met God. Great change since I met God. Grace changed since I met God. That's a grace change since I met God. Great change, grace change. Oh, since I met God. Great change, grace. revival in our time. If we have seen a pandemic like coronavirus killing people, we should see a revival. God should bring a stirring in the spirit so that our lives are going to be transformed. So if we are agents of transformation, the song that we sang says, since we met God, there are things that we were doing, but now a great change has come. And what is the reason? The reason is that we have met God. Hallelujah. We are talking about being an agent of transformation. So who is an agent? An agent is a person who acts on behalf of another person or a group. An agent 
is a person who acts on behalf of another person or a group. A person, another definition is that a person or a thing that takes active role or produces a specific effect. Another definition of an agent is that it's a substance that brings about chemical or physical effect or causes a, a chemical reaction. So when you introduce an agent into something, let's say you are baking and you introduce an agent of a yeast, it does something to the mixture. It brings a change. Hallelujah. And when you talk about transformation, transformation is change. Changing something from its shape or its, its, its appearance or how it looks like. Okay, so from this we can say that agents of transformation are people who cause change or effects in our environment or in the society where we find ourselves. Hallelujah. So, um, one line and Sarah Leslie, they define transformation as it's too long if you can catch it, but don't worry. It says they define transformation as the measurable supernatural impact of the presence of God on human society. There's a supernatural impact on human society. And this is characterized by increased holiness in life, accelerated growth, reconciliation of relationships, radical correction of social ills, healing of the brokenhearted, etc. So when somebody is transformed, the person has changed. The person has been metamorphosed. The person has been turned into another being. Hallelujah. And when you read the Bible, we'll read a couple of scriptures, but because of time, we don't have much time. When you read Ephesians chapter 3, 7 to 10, I'll read it here. Paul was saying something. I have become a servant of this gospel by the gifts of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the lost people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain everyone and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God. So Paul is saying that it is only grace that found him. It is only grace that found him on the road to Damascus. And this grace God has given to him. And he's saying that this mystery was hidden in God. So the last verse says that who created in God who created all things? The verse 10, when you read the NIV, the verse 10, he says that his intent was that now, through the church, now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be known, should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms. So now, that mystery that was kept in God, Paul is saying that, now through the church, this mystery, this manifold wisdom of God to be made to everybody.
everybody, to the rulers and to the authorities in the realms. So God is counting on us, the church. Who is the church? You and I. Hallelujah. So Paul is saying that it was just grace that found him. Because we all know him as the one who was killing people. But on that road, he found grace. And that grace, God shared that grace with him. And he did not keep quiet. Hallelujah. So God is hoping in us as a church to bring that transformation. He's saying that his intent, whose intent? God's idea, God's, God's intention now is that through the church, this thing will be revealed to the world. So he's looking for agents. He's looking for people who will run with this mystery. Who will run with this mystery in their workplaces. Who will bring transformation into the church. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 16 to 17. This is an old scripture. But when I was preparing this message, I saw something in the verse 16 that really marveled me. When you read the Good News Bible, the Good News Bible of 2 Corinthians 5, it says that, 16, no longer then do we judge anyone by human standards. Even at one time we judge, even if at one time we judge Christ according to human standards, we no longer do so. So as Christians, we cannot be judged using human standards. We have passed that stage. We have passed that stage where people are saying that to err is human. You can't be that. To, you can't say that to err is human. To forgive is. You can't go on sinning because Paul said that because of grace, because grace abounds, should we continue to sin? That is the world. We can no longer judge. We can no longer be judged. It says we no longer do so. We are of the world, but we, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. So human standards, we can't be judged using human standards. So I tell people that the judgment is going to be very simple. Did you do it? Yes or no? And one or no? And God is using the Bible. He's not using the law, the laws of Ghana to judge us. When you read the same verse, the second Corinthians in NLT, NLT says, we have stopped evaluating others from human point of view. The NLC says that. The 16, 516. We have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely for a human point of view. How different we know him now. Now we know that he is not just man, but he is God. So we know him as a different person. We judge him then as the carpenter's son. But not knowing that he wasn't just the carpenter's son. So we can't just be in the world and look at the human standards. Some Christians are now confused. They don't even know how to explain homosexuality. You are not living by human standards. You are an agent. 
sent into the world to bring transformation. You are an agent, and God is looking on you. God is dependent on you. The Bible says that now his intent is that through the church, there's going to be transformation. God is hoping on you in your workplace to bring a change. Hallelujah. And when you continue, continue the 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become can we read together? Let's go. One, go. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. Hallelujah. The old life is gone. So the things you used to do, the Bible says that when Jesus, when the lady met Jesus at the well, her life was transformed. So you can still meet Jesus and still be doing the things you used to do. It is an error. Once you meet this Christ, the old is gone. Now the new has come. Child of God, don't be confused at your state. Are you a child of God? Sometimes you ask the question, heaven and the person doesn't even know. Child of God, at this stage, if you will go to heaven, you know it. If you will not go, you know it. Our study this morning said, God is not interested in lukewarmness. So you are either hot or you are cold. And you know it. You know where you stand. But this morning, we are reminding ourselves that we are agents of change. We are agents of transformation. And an agent works on behalf of somebody. So remember that there's, there's someone you are working for. The person is coming no sooner than later. The person will come at any time. Are you ready with the results? Hallelujah. We are not, we can't be measured by human standards. And as we work, we are waiting that the master will come. This means that once we become Christians, our attitude should change. Your face, your shape, your color doesn't change. But your attitude changes. Your speech changes. Your, your body language must change. Because you have met, you, have been, you are an agent that has met with a master that has given you a job to do. So you can't still be like San Amitier. You can't be like that. Let people look at you and begin to, to desire to be Christians. Let people look at you and say that, where do you fellowship? I want to go to church with you. But if we sit in among the people and they don't see any change in us, then, then it means that the old life is still there. It is not gone. But the Bible says that the old life is gone. Let it be a thing of the past. Let people see you a transformed person. Transformation is change, bringing change or, or being metamorphosed or being, being changed into a different person. So Paul said that it was grace that found him. He didn't go back to kill the, the Christians. He was a changed person. When he came and he was blind, even the apostles were afraid of him. They were asking, a young person was a son but they realized after some time that the guy had changed. 
that the guy had changed, that something had happened to the guy, that something had happened to him. How are people perceiving you? You are a new person. Ezekiel 36, 26, 27. When we are changed, one, we become new persons. The old is gone, the new has come. When we are changed, we have new hearts and a new spirit. Ezekiel 36 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart, a, a heart of flesh. He will take that stony heart. Those, the Pharisees who were asking Jesus, that that day now, Moses gave the, 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 the Israelites the, 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 the divorce, this, the, the divorce um, paper or whatever. And he said that it was because the hearts of the people were hard. When you become a Christian, it should change. If you are a Christian, your life should be transformed because the Bible says that he has taken a, a new, he has given you a new heart and a new spirit. You can't be in the spirit of God and still be gossiping around. That is not the spirit of God. Maybe, maybe you are a churchgoer, you are not Christ born. We have people who still come to church, but their lives have not been transformed. When you come to church, you should be transformed. Let people see Christ in you, the hope. It's not just a slogan. Let them see the Christ in you. How would they see the Christ in you? You're by your attitude, by the way you talk. Mm. of Genesis, um, Ezekiel 37, 36, the 27 says that, I will put my spirit, and when you read, you see that the spirit is capital S, it's the spirit of God, he says that I will put my spirit in you, and move you to follow my decrees, and be careful to keep my law. So sometimes you will say, you will say that Bibi, me, me, Bibi Kachere me say, na Bibi say, na Bibi say, it is the spirit of God. That's because you have not been transformed. You can't even hear when the spirit speaks. You are an agent of transformation. You are an agent. Hallelujah. An agent does his things tactfully, having in mind that he is having in mind the work he is doing so he can live among people for months looking for one information so we can have somebody who is an agent come in our midst because the person is looking for something the person will be around singing with us the person is looking for something he has been sent to bring information and so have we been sent 
into the world to bring transformation. Hallelujah. We need to put on our helmet of salvation. Wait everywhere you go. He said, put on the whole armor of Christ. And the helmet of salvation. Some of us in our schools, in our workplaces, when we are going, we put it down. And then we go to school. We go to work. When we are coming to church, you wear your helmet of salvation. So that people will see that you are saved. But the, the master who has given you the job is not looking at those things. Wear it wherever you go. Let people see the Christ in you. Hallelujah. When you read Psalm 1 verse 1, I like how the, the, the Good News Bible puts it. It says, happy are those who reject the advice of evil people and do not follow the example of sinners or join those who have no use for God. Happy are those who reject the advice of evil people. When you are an agent of transformation, reject it. Don't sit there and let them confuse you about how to marry your husband. You sit among your friends and they advise you that and so you also have it in, in that in your mind. That won't mean And you listen to these advices and you are sitting in the house and as a wife you are just misbehaving. Because somebody has ill-advised you. Child of God, reject evil advice from evil people. When I'm counseling people, I tell them that when you, when you marry, think. When your friends tell you that, hey, who are you? So I tell them, yes, now I'm missus. So I don't sit among people who give me bad advice. Don't give 100% of your heart to your husband. The Bible says that as a, as a man thinketh, so is he. You will go and you will come back because of what you are thinking of. But if you think in your heart that I have, as I have said before God, that till death do as part, you will live for 30 years, for 38 years with your husband and you will be happy. It says that don't join those who have no use for God. People who speak against God anyhow. And because I'm a lawyer, the law says that I should uphold human rights. So, so I would uphold human rights because of my profession. But because of my Christianity, I can see that it is against my religion that homosexuality and those things. If you are a Christian, be a Christian. We can have lawyers who are Christians who can stand for God. We can have people who are Christians who will lift the, the banner high and not bow to evil advice. Whose agent are you? Whose agent are you this morning? Are you an agent of transformation? Or you are working for somebody you don't know? There are people who were able to cause transformation in their time. I have less time. When you read about Daniel, Daniel chapter 3, these three Hebrew boys, 
28 and 29. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to God, to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent the angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defiled the king's commands. This was Nebuchadnezzar himself. Praising God that these boys defied his commands. They rejected his commands because they wanted to stand for God at all times. Whose agent are you? In times of distress, are you able to stand for God? They trusted him and defiled the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces, and their houses be turned into piles of rubble. For there, for no other God can save this way. They changed their, 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 their generation. They were able to make the king write a decree that everybody should serve their God. They were real agents of transformation. Whose agents are you? Hallelujah. We need people like this who will stand. And will not be, 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 they don't even know where they stand. We are agents. And the Lord is looking on us. So that there will be a change in our lives. Some of the areas we need to live as agents of transformation, like I said, is in your workplace. Child of God, let there be a difference in the way you work. Let there be a difference. Let people see Christ in you. Let everybody love to come to you. If you are a teacher, let the children love. Oh, says hey, Madame Wewaha, let them love you. What you are doing, let people miss you. Let Christ be portrayed in wherever you are. Daniel, because of time, Daniel 6, 3 and 4, it says that then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors, the satraps, because he had an excellent spirit. He distinguished himself in your workplace. Apostle M.C. Esiedu was saying, telling us a story, he went to visit one colleague, a member of his church. When he got there, he asked the guy, he said, oh, at the reception, he's a member of my church, I'm coming to. The people were confused. Because in that place, the guy, he doesn't even look like a Christian. And most of them were Pentecost members, elders, dignesses. They are in the same workplace, but they don't know that they are, they are members of Pentecost. When the apostle got there, hey, Papa, hey, Papa, they are in the office, they have lit the candle, and it is under their table. Nobody can see the light in you. When you leave this door and you go, your light is darkened. But this morning, may God transform your heart so that you would go out there because God is hoping in the church that through the church, there will be transformation. Hallelujah. And the same Daniel, you can write, 511, they testified about him to the king, that there is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of God, of the holy gods in him. 
can people testify about you? Sometimes sit back and think and ask yourself the question Jesus asked himself. Who do people say I am? And access yourself. One of our, one, our apostle was telling us a story that one woman who was living in an area with them. And one day he asked her, the woman, I don't think I won't be Sometimes access yourself. Hallelujah. In our marriage areas. Let's read Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4. It says, a wife of noble character, her husband's crown. But a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. A disgraceful wife. There are people who by reason of their presence in the house, the compound house, people are as loggerheads because of your attitude as a Christian. Child of God, you are an agent of transformation. Transform your home as a wife. Transform your home. Being submissive doesn't mean that who near know, who I know. But because God says that we should submit, submit and be free. When I did the program on Otec, the calls that I'm getting, and 90% of the calls are from men. It made me break. Some attitude of wives at home is appalling. Some of them, when you hear it, and these people go to church. You go to church. Sister, change. If you are married here, and, 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 and you are not a crown for your husband, then I don't know what you are. Listen, the Bible says that we are not measured by human standards. Hallelujah. Proverbs 31, I want every wife to read. Why? You can be like this woman. Proverbs 31, 12, it says that she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Can you say that all the days of your life that you have married your husband, you have done him good? Sister, yes, Ubo. And I always say that some people would have gone to heaven, but for the marriage they married. Oh, yes. But because you are married, you can't contain certain things. And you are just sinning and you don't know. The master is about coming, child of God. Just forgive. The people ask Jesus, how many times? He says 77 times 7. So just keep on forgiving and be happy at home. You are not sleeping with your husband because there is something in your, in your heart. And when you ask her, I say, oh, sister, you, have you changed? Oh, no, sister, you, what about you? And we are sleeping in, in, the, in the same room. God have mercy. When you read Judges chapter 18, verse 13, verse 8, the father of Ma, um, 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 Samson, Manoah, the Bible says that men, you are the head. Head doesn't mean being the boss. Head is responsibility. Be a responsible husband at home. Provide for your family. 
When you read, the Bible says that. And Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh my Lord, let the man of God whom you sent to come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. They were going to give birth, but an angel revealed himself to the wife. And Manoah, a responsible husband, wanted to hear it for himself. Pray to God. The same thing, Genesis 25 21, Isaac also prayed. When the, 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 the wife was not giving birth, man of God, man in the house, be a responsible and a praying husband. Don't leave everything for the wife. Provide for the house. Provide. Be responsible. Hallelujah. My time is up. And also, another point. Agents of transformation, we need to be pure. We need to live a pure heart, a pure life. You can't give what you don't have. The single ladies here, you can't give what you don't have. It is very possible to marry as a virgin. It is possible. Some of us did it. We didn't die. God is, is, God is not deaf that he will bring you a man who is not potent. Then you want to sound to your, 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 there's a question mark with your Christianity. Keep yourself. Hallelujah. Because of time. When you read Genesis 20, 17 to 18, Abraham told Abimelech that this, Sarah, this lady is my wife. It's my sister. And Abimelech took Sarah into the room. That night, the Bible said, God appeared to Abimelech and said, you are a dead man. The woman lying by you is a man's wife. If you are here, you think that would be a affair. So you are sleeping with somebody's husband. My dear, let's go to the Bible. Let's read the last verse. Genesis 20, 17 and 18. I will end with that. So Abraham prayed to God. And God healed Abimelech and his, his wife and female servant. And they bore children. For the Lord closed all their wombs. All the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Also, he didn't sleep with a woman. Listen, this is what we call not measuring by human standards. The fact that he called the woman and put the woman by himself in the bed. The Bible says that. All the female of his, his lineage, their, their wombs were closed. Officer, we are smart. We are slay queen. We are smart. You are sleeping with people's husband. My dear, you are choking with your destiny. Be very careful what you are doing. Abimelech did not sleep with Sarah. That is the agent of transformation. Jesus said, by his standard, if you look at a woman lastly, you have already committed the adultery. You have already fornicated. Be careful, you are an agent. Don't let anything spoil your life. The master is coming. The time is just around. Everything shows that he is coming. Whose agent are you? This morning, I want you to... Reflect on what God is telling you. You are an agent. God is hoping in you. He wants you to transform people. Why are you yourself not being transformed? May God have mercy on us. And may he build us 
so that we can stand. We are salt and light of the world. The Bible says that if salt loses its value, it has no, nothing to be used for. Let your light shine. Be the salt in your office. Be the light in your office. Amen. Shall we bow down our heads?